welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 12. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Milt Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Good, thanks. So week 12 is in the books. Um, how did rail service performance uh, look in week 12? Well, uh, we can start with CP because they are the easiest story to tell. And once again, um, I think the phrase near perfect kind of describes it. 98% order fulfillment, pretty strong right across the board. Whether you look provincially, you look like corridor, they're just good. Um, really, the only, uh, the only notable storyline for CP really in week 12 is that this will be the first time so far this year that they've actually had uh, unfilled orders two weeks in a row, which is a remarkable uh, in one sense, and only I think four times out of 12 weeks. So um, I don't know that this is anything special, that it's gonna be a, a harbinger of things to come, but something worth noting. CN, uh, a good, good news week for CN really, their performance improved for the second week in a row, which was good. They got up to 89% order fulfillment. You know, still falling short of the 90 threshold, if you will, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. On a less positive note, though, um, you know, their performance does remain uh, week to week uneven and inconsistent when you start to drill into individual corridor performance. Um, and in week 12, the issue was Prince Rupert again, um, where they only managed to fill 72% of shipper orders on time. And Rupert has been a bit of a, you know, recurring theme, if you will, uh, every now and then this week, so or this year so far for CN. Yeah, still trying to, obviously, you know, high level numbers looking much better for, for CN. But yeah, that consistency in that corridor is, uh, continues to be a problem. Um, you know, probably not a surprise that they're managing to improve. I think we'll get into this a bit later, but, you know, demand is, is very low right now. Um, but first, let's talk about provincial performance. Um, any anything notable that we saw from the provinces and performance for the provinces this in week twelve? Uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan uh, basically saw the benefits of CN's uh, overall improvement in system performance. I mean, CN fulfilled ninety eight percent of shipper orders in both those provinces in week twelve, which is very good. Uh, and they were balanced in those provinces across all corridors. Alberta, unfortunately, um, not so much. Um, and they were really the drag, if you will, on, on CN's overall performance with uh, Alberta seeing only 76% order fulfillment. And once again, and we've seen this before, uh, you know, Alberta performance lags the other provinces and the gap is not insignificant this week. Um, this has been a recurring theme um, in the first 12 weeks of the grain year. And just to put a little meat on those bones, you know, CN's order fulfillment for uh, performance for Alberta shippers has lagged its performance in Manitoba and Saskatchewan and on a system basis in basically 11 of the first 12 weeks of the current grain year. So this is starting to look like a systemic issue. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, every week, Alberta is always the province we, we talk about within this, you know, on, on the podcast is, as suffering from, you know, this kind of performance. 
So what what exactly is happening there, Mill? Like from your from your pretend, uh, perspective and and from what the data is telling you, is there? You mentioned sy- systemic. Um, can you expand a little bit on that? Sure. We did a bit of a deep dive into the numbers on a regional basis uh, coming out of week twelve, just to see if we could see something that gave us some clues as to where the problems are the, the you know Alberta's overall performance as I said is worse than Manitoba and Saskatchewan and pretty consistently so but if you hone in on Alberta specifically and you start to look at different regions of Alberta the problem really seems to be centered on you know what we would call northern Alberta or the peace region uh, north of Edmonton so through the first 12 weeks of this year CN is only supplying 65% of orders on time for shippers located in the Peace region. If you compare that to CN serve shippers in other parts of Alberta, they are seeing on average 87% of their orders supplied on time each week. Now, it's not unusual that you're going to get anomalies in performance over time, you know, on a week by week basis, whether that's regionally or nationally, things happen, performance dips, performance rises, that's quite normal. What does set this apart, though, from what we can see so far is the consistency with which CN is underperforming in the peace region, and it's pretty consistent. Um, And when you see this kind of, if you will, consistently poor performance or consistently uneven performance, it generally suggests that there's likely an underlying issue that is not getting resolved. Now, our data is limited, obviously, to what we can garner from, you know, the the movement data that we have to work with and the order fulfillment data that we get from the shippers who are participating in ATC. But if we had to make an educated guess, I think that Uh, crewing, and I've mentioned this before on prior podcasts, um, is probably at least one of the issues that's impacting service in that area. Um, We don't know if that's the whole issue. We don't know how big the crewing issue is, but, you know, it's not an unreasonable conclusion. The other thing that I would add, mind you, is that while this kind of performance is problematic, obviously, for the shippers located in this region, there is a fairly clear ripple effect that we're seeing on traffic moving to the Port-au-Prince Rupert. So just to give you some context, shippers located in Alberta's peace region represent about 33% of total demand for hopper cars to Prince Rupert so far this year. And that's not, you know, out of the norm for historic kind of uh, demand levels. And what we've seen through much of this year so far for traffic moving to Prince Rupert is kind of an inconsistent and uneven flow of cars. And, you know, most recently this week, and when I say this week, we are in week 14 in real time. I mean, we're talking about week 12 performance, but we saw a significant bunching of cars at the port of Prince Rupert where we had 600 or more cars, all basically within 12 hours of the port, all looking to get to the port at the same time, which then of course ripples out into, you know, increased idle car counts because they start parking trains because all 
all the cars can't go there at the same time, traffic gets staged, et cetera, et cetera. So as I said, you know, if crewing is a problem, it's probably not the only issue, but without a doubt, it is a contributing issue. And it's not just about shippers in the peace region. It, it's about where their traffic wants to go. And what we're seeing right now is we think an impact on, you know, traffic flow to Prince Rupert because of the poor order fulfillment performance by CM. Yeah, it is a problem. And, and I think for, for farmers, particularly the impact could potentially be if they're looking to sell their crops, there's less potential options to, to monetize that. And it just flows through the rest of the supply chain as we go. Um, interesting point on the, I mean, we see grain, it's often for a lot of other commodities um, in that, in that area, especially through Northern Alberta, through Edmonton, there's always often a lot of issues with, with service in that area. So especially something what we can look at is, is how much of other commodities flow there, whether there's an increasing demand or whether this is going to be a accruing issue. Something that has been, we've been seeing for the airlines for the past few days, right? Is this the, the federal vaccine mandate for, for federally regulated transportation services. And I know, I don't know if you've seen anything on, on the impact that's had on, on the crew on CN or CP's crews, but maybe that's having an impact. It, it, that's quite possible. And, and like I say, there's probably a bunch of contributing factors. The only point that I would make there is that the, the vaccine mandate really is coming to bear right now. And the problems in the peace region have been going on for the better part of three months. So I'm uh, not sure I would rest my hat on that one. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I think CN initially put out a release probably in August or maybe even July that they were going to adhere to that mandate. So it's been well known for a while. So lots of time for them to, to manage and adapt that adapt to that requirement. Okay, now let's uh, switch gears quickly to demand. Uh, I mentioned earlier, quite low. Um, what are we seeing right now from, from a demand perspective? Uh, pretty much what we've been seeing since the beginning of the grain year. Um, demand is down uh, quite significantly. You know, we're about 30% to 34%, if you will, off of last year's pace, recognizing that last year was uh, an unusually heavy year, but we're still off the pace of the trailing three-year average. Um, it doesn't look like that's going to change in the near term. You know, our, our forward-looking view of demand is, is limited. Right now, we can see out to week 14, which is this week. Um, so we came out of week 12, and demand was down. Um, and looking at weeks 13 and 14, uh, it looks like that trend is going to continue. We're, you know, based on what we can see in the hopper car orders for CN and CP on a preliminary basis for those weeks, we're looking at about 8,000 cars a week, um, which, you know, for some may sound like a lot, but it's not really. When you look at those two weeks last year, that number was about 11,000 cars a week. So, you know, the downward trajectory, if you will, um, does not seem to be abating anytime soon. Yeah, just some more evidence around the the difficulties from this past past crop year and the impact it's had on on volumes clearly um all right Mel. well thanks a lot for your time today and for your insights for those who'd like to see the reporting go to www.agtransportcoalition.com we'll talk to you all next week bye